but it was difficult to be heard over the noise of forty-five lively high school students. Miss O'Brien, the girls' coach, chuckled. "'This is certainly a happy group,' she commented. Mike Fuller coached the boys. "'Yeah,' he said. "'I guess no one is too worried about performing in today's meet.' When the bus pulled up to Newport's athletic field, Coach O'Brien stood up. "'Listen up, kids,' she said. "'The meet starts in forty-five minutes.' Get changed, do some stretching, and get yourselves warmed up. The teams were fairly evenly matched. Pam led the Rockdale girls to victory. She won the hundred-yard dash and took a third-place ribbon in the two-hundred. Pam also ran the anchor leg in the four-hundred-yard relay race. She was five yards behind when she took the baton. Then she ran like the wind, passing Newport's runner with ten yards to go. The race was very close, but Rockdale was the winner. The boys' team didn't fare so well. They lost seven out of ten events. As expected, Aaron came in second in the quarter-mile race, but he had knocked one full second off his previous best time. Pam told him that he should be proud. After all, he'd run his fastest quarter-mile to date. Having his sister's support made Aaron feel better about the team's loss. Shortly after four o'clock, the team was boarding the bus for the trip back to Rockdale. Again, the coaches checked off names to be sure that none of their athletes were left behind. By five, parents of the Rockdale athletes had gathered at the school awaiting the team's return. But another hour passed, and the bus had still not arrived. I wonder what's keeping them, parents were saying to each other. Maybe the bus had engine trouble, one parent suggested. Anne spoke up. Or maybe they just got a late start from Newport, she said. I'll call Newport High School on my cell phone. Maybe someone there can tell me what time the bus left. Anne stepped aside to make the call. As she talked, her face took on a concerned, puzzled look. What did you find out, Anne? one of the mothers asked. The bus left Newport a little past four o'clock, Anne replied. No one has had a radio call from the driver about a breakdown, and the police haven't had a report of an accident. When the bus was a full two hours overdue, worry was turning to panic. The state police were notified. Troopers were assigned to search off the main route between Newport and Rockdale. Police officers in both towns checked all possible back roads. But nothing turned up. Absolutely nothing. The bus was now more than three hours overdue. The authorities were stumped. It was a baffling mystery. How could a bus with more than fifty passengers simply disappear without a trace? Chapter 2. The Demands Fear and panic gripped the town of Rockdale as the night passed with no sign of the kids. Parents were demanding that the police do something. By morning, Roy Bell, the Rockdale police chief, felt that he had no choice. He called in the FBI. The state police set up a command post in the town hall. Along with parents, many concerned citizens traveled and retraveled the roads between Newport and Rockdale, but so far there wasn't a clue. No one had any idea where the bus was, who intercepted it, or why. That evening, a note was dropped off at the Rockdale police station. The envelope was addressed to the chief. Roy Bell opened it and read the message aloud. Dear Chief, we have the kids from your bus. 
They are safe and well for now. We will take care of them for four days, 96 hours. That's how much time you have to meet our demands. You are to gather $2 million in used unmarked bills, no bill higher than a 20. Within 24 hours, we will contact you. Once we have the money, you will be advised where to find your kids. To prove that we have the bus, we've enclosed some of the kids' student IDs. We are not playing games with the citizens of Rockdale. If the parents ever expect to see their kids alive again, the authorities must follow these instructions to the letter. Roy shuddered as he read the note. He didn't believe they could take a risk. They'd have to pay the ransom and take a chance that the kidnappers would honor their promise. The chief's only hope was that the kidnappers might make a mistake. At eight the next morning, the town hall...